Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute Reviews. Jurassic World, one minute of time. You don't see that every day. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we're discussing Minute 79 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, heading back over to Jurassic-Pedia.com, we're revisiting an article I think we touched on when we started these minutes on the uh, the 2015, right at the time, 2015 Jurassic World incident on the Isla Nublar. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now edited to 2015-16, to include mm-hmm. the events of Camp Cretaceous Season 3. That is true, yes. And this article was already a, a massive, uh, pretty much play-by-play on um, the background of the uh, the island leading into Jurassic, Jurassic World and the um, events that take part in the incident uh, on that day mm-hmm. back in 2015. But, of course, now uh, a, lot of the, um, a lot of the Camp Cretaceous stuff from Season 1, 2 and 3 as best we can demise where it fits in the film. Sometimes it's easy to pick, sometimes it's sort of a little bit of guesswork, but uh, for the most part, um, it all plays pretty good through there, and it's a good read. Yeah, it is. It, we also um, kind of took out the blocky chunks uh, kind of formatting, and then we formatted it into a nice, much more friendlier list format where it, you're able to kind of figure where thing when things are happening based on the time given, mm. you know, which I think was kind of lost in the original formatting of the of the uh, article. Yeah. I need to stop reading, otherwise we're going to have dead air. Um, so, yeah, it, um, it describes what's happening here in the, these minutes as well, the, um, the Tronodon, Demorphodon flock uh, fleeing from the hole in the aviary. Um, uh I'm reading that, sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff here. And uh, I one thing when um, we're watching uh, some of the episodes in Camp Cretaceous, just sort of wondering where this would where this would be in the uh, the, the timeline of the uh, the Jurassic World incident. Um, mainly, just the Indominus is here. Uh, we know she's going to be um, getting chased by the helicopter at the Avery in a little while, and just things like that, and um, all this sort mm-hmm. of sort of meshes together quite nice. Mm-hmm. So before I keep reading more, uh, head over to... <laughs> anything else on that? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right, uh, head over to Jurassic-pedia.com for uh, that extensive article on the events that took part in that December day back in 2015 where uh, Jurassic World as we know it ended. 
Ladies and gentlemen, due to a containment anomaly, all guests must take shelter immediately. Ladies and gentlemen, due to a containment anomaly, all guests must take shelter immediately. Dave, ready to get to minute 79. Yeah. Alright, minute 79, Grassy World opens with the escaped Trinodons flying over the forest canopy and ends with the return of Zara on a phone to Claire amongst a crowd of people in front of the Innovation Centre. As we continue in minute 79, the chaos continues as the escaped Trinodons and Demorphodons fly south from the Avery toward the resort. Uh, we cut to a danger 10,000 volt sign as the camera pulls back to reveal a set of gates in the forest. And uh, we've seen that fent that sign before um, from the old park, mm -hmm. and we also recognise the uh, the danger high voltage sign that's to the left of it. Um, mm -hmm. We've mentioned before about uh, artistic choices with uh, some of the old park infrastructure, and here I, I know a lot of people when they seen the film thought this was uh, sort of our standard perimeter gates that we got in Jurassic Park and the Lost World. There's there's differences. Um, seemingly no electricity here, so I'm not quite sure why we have. Uh, the, the high voltage signs when there's no cable fence. I'm thinking that at some point it did in fact have well, um, electricity running through it and just no longer does now. And when they abandoned the rest of the park, which I now have a theory of why, so it was recently found out that among the props that Universal released was some of the paper props from the deleted scene from The Lost World where Ludlow is getting the board members to nix Hammond and place him in charge. One of the uh, papers that he's shuffling through is a petition that lets Engine know that, a, that Costa Rica has filed a class action lawsuit against Engine on behalf of employees who had been involved with the cleanup of the island. This would imply to me that employees kept getting attacked by the dinosaurs still living on Isla Nublar and, in fact, had decided to just all out quit. And that's why there's still all this old park stuff still there, because they never finished the cleanup because the workers kept getting attacked. And they, so they just quit and filed a lawsuit against InGen. Is that the, uh, the emails that we getting posted around a couple of weeks ago? Uh, no, this was an actual paper prop that Universal had in display at the Universal Orlando um, Legacy gift shop, where they had like a bunch of the props that they pulled out of their archives on display. And that again, that's something something I would have loved to see. I'd love to know more about, and it, it's a shame because it sort of takes it's in that grey area of that boardroom scene mm -hmm. where we've discussed many times. Canon, yes, no. Um, it's still being aired on TNT and t television networks and cut from all mm -hmm. your uh, DVDs and streaming services. Just how much of that we should be taking as um, as canon or not. It makes it makes perfect sense, though, because if we already know Jurassic Park had the Spanish construction work crews building the park, of course they're going to use the same people that then pull the park down. Mm -hmm. And it also, it's also, it also does give a good reason why okay, why a lot of the front of the visitor centre is not there because they've been deconstructing it before uh, 
that mm-hmm. that T Rex kept on coming past, looking for more snacks, or um, or here if this was a perimeter fence, if this was a fence in the lofts or paddock, whatever you want to um, put this fence being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the fact that they, they may have pulled the been pulling the cables down and and stopped. We don't know how much of the area was deconstructed when Jurassic World was being built. We we know we know from um, before like Maserani was nearly going to look at putting some of the old park stuff into an exhibit and then decided not to. Um, was stuff pulled out then? Mm-hmm. Cable cable doesn't last a long time in the tropics. Uh, you can see just looking at this gate structure as well it's pretty heavily rusted being out in the elements all the time uh, much like we would have seen with a vehicle uh, or maybe an explorer <laughs> that we get next film that's been out in the elements as well um, so that's that's quite possibly what could have happened could have happened there mm-hmm. the explorer is another thing for the next movie too but that could have easily been on a transport vehicle or something being taken to the north dock or something and um, the vehicle, the convoy was attacked, mm-hmm. and that's well, that's why it ended up not where it's supposed to be. Just little little things like mm-hmm. that can be explained away by crews being on the island um, decommissioned. We know they they deconstructed the Jurassic Park gates, and um, and then later used that reclaimed timber to build the new Jurassic World one. So it makes sense if that mm-hmm. those gates were pulled down after the Jurassic incident the timber would still be in good condition, the building materials would still be in good, good condition to rebuild these gates. It's not like we first thought when we got to the gates that those those old gates have been sitting in the jungle for 20 years and all of a sudden they just build, pull the doors down and reconstitute them into the Jurassic World gates. Mm-hmm. All that stuff makes a lot of sense. Well, it's amazing like how much one little paper prop can... How big of holes one little one little detail that we never even see in the final movie can answer so many questions. And that's what I love about these movies. It's like the devil, the devil is always in yeah. the details. Yeah. And then you quite easily say that, well, InGen just, okay, they couldn't do it. This, they got this pending lawsuit. If we'll just, we'll just blankly deny that there's any animals still left on the island. We, well, they'd still have all the documentation for the Lysine contingency, how that was supposed mm-hmm. to destroy the animals, and they could just go with that and say, well, they're all destroyed, and nothing on Nublar exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, keep this uh, lawsuit under wraps, because <laughs> because if uh, word got out that um, the animals weren't only just there, but they were still attacking workmen, then the InGen would be in a world of trouble. <laughs> which, I suppose, would have all... <laughs> yeah, which, I suppose, would have all come out in 97 anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah. Well, the gates still. Um, so yeah, there's there's not a lot uh, not a lot to these gates. They definitely haven't got that uh, that steel structure and tunnel lock we've seen from other perimeter fences in the Jurassic era. And it looks like there's a, a chain around it with a padlock too um, that must have been done after the fact. And yet, I still like the design of it. I mean, it's still is evocative of the first park and you can see that in just like the design of it with the crisscrossing beams and all the little things about it like the high voltage signs it's a little whim whimsy of nostalgia you know and we should we should correct ourselves too we have mentioned in the past that the indominus is the only set still in existence the indominus paddock but uh, these gates are still in hawaii I believe they put the when dinosaurs rule the earth banner above them 
If not, that's a prop people have been putting up there to get photos in front of them. So they are they are still there. The gyrosphere station is still there too. Yeah, yep. So there are a couple of things still in existence that um, have been kept kept built. As for the chain and the padlock, I'm guessing that's just uh, there's obviously a road here leading to the old park, and it's just locked up to keep uh, keep employees and wayward guests that are on the mm-hmm. path away from the old park. And yet, as rusty as that chain is, I have no belief that this Jeep can smash through it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think the best version I've seen of somebody trying to smash a truck through a locked gate is in Logan, where he tries to run the limousine through a like a padlock fence, and he just ends up dragging the fence and getting caught, getting the fence caught all up and inside the limousine, and he has to abandon the limousine. <laughs> and like, yeah, because that's exactly what's going to happen. You're, yeah. you're not breaking the chain. It's just going to become a, a pain in the butt to deal with. Yeah, and that could be the other thing too here, just lastly on the gates, is what their original purpose may have been. In Jurassic Park, the air quotes visitor compound wasn't exactly a compound. The main park was over in the east, and um, all the visitor buildings were sort of dotted amongst the greenery and that, but there was no perimeter fence around the uh, around the visitor area. It was the perimeter fence of the park. So if these gates um, were still part of that old perimeter fence, then they'd be heading east here and not south towards the uh, the resort. But I don't actually think it's part of that. I think it's just an area where it had like they probably they had something in the old park that had been fenced off that we really never even seen, and this is just an old service road that they had locked up so people wouldn't go into the old park area. Mm. And this could be just something makeshift they put together out of recovered um, assets from the, the, those primitive fence gates or something they've put up here just to block this road off and block the access off to the old park. Yeah, that's before. true too. And, which is why you don't really see much of a continuation of a fence either side of it. Um, yeah. And that's why there might not be cables there apart from the, the deconstruction theory. Mm-hmm. Well, after they smash through the fence, you can see along the road when the uh, camera pans the other way that they're actually um, there's like like along the Triceratops paddock it's just a um, which that could be as well this could be near one of the old paddocks at this point mm. and that's just a um, service road where the gates there to keep so the dinosaurs didn't wander in between paddocks if they uh, decided that they didn't mind the barbed wire fencing you know yeah yeah and again, it could just be something that's on location as well, being <laughs> being shot in Hawaii. But uh, yeah, as the uh, as the jeep approaches, it obviously isn't slowing down. As you said before, it bursts through those gates like uh, like they'll nothing. Um, and the age old uh, have a sandbag explode there just to make the impact look a little bit more, a little bit harder. But <laughs> as as you're saying, these these gates were probably built in an era by engineers to be half dinosaur proof. So it. Um, yeah, it's one of those biggest things in in movies, as you said before, of, um, ramming the chain link fence and that. A lot of times where vehicles are just running through closed gates, locked gates, locked doors, sides of buildings, I'm pretty sure the original Knight Rider done it all <laughs> and, uh, and never put a scratch on that car. <laughs> so, 
this is behind the scenes stuff of uh, this, this this set piece. We'll um, post them up on the social medias as well with the, uh, the the crane, the boom car in it, in front of it, and the kind Collins in the Jeep with the boys as well. So. Mm-hmm. But the, the boys are laughing at each other, and as we uh, hear the Jeep still running badly, <laughs> Zach says to, uh, to Gray, okay, that's it, we're safe now. Which makes me wonder if they think that fence is going to keep the Indominus out if the Indominus was chasing them, or if <laughs> um, at this point they can see the resort ahead and know that they're um, almost home safe. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of just a... They're, I didn't think they actually thought they would break through that fence. <laughs> well, it could also be just a moment of um, a moment of hope before uh, mm-hmm. we get Gray looking at that rear vision mirror and seeing the Trenodons approaching from behind, and that's when we uh, we get the animals fly overhead. Uh, thankfully, the canopy of trees protecting the boys, but uh, Gray yells "Go, go, go!" and pounds the dashboard of the uh, jeep. And we get a quick series of cuts as uh, Zach's expertly uh, changing gears in the Jeep and launching forward for quicker down the road, but again, coughing and spluttering and not running very well at all. <laughs> and I suppose that could be a little flashback to uh, Muldoon trying to change gears in uh, Jeep 12, I think it was. Um, yeah, true. Which I suppose, yeah, too, it's the same. You see the same top of the gear knob and that, that um, we would have seen back then. Mm-hmm. But that's when we cut to a very high wall, and uh, we can see Gate 5 written there. Uh, similar construction to what we've seen earlier with the Indominus Paddock, just those stacks of uh, concrete blocks um, to make this wall. And I'd always thought, back when the film came out, that this was the sort of the boundary of the restricted zone. But uh, as we cut to the two guards, on top of the wall, you can clearly see the Innovation Centre above the trees behind them. So mm-hmm. the novel also describes this as the... Um, as a protective barrier from the resort, keeping the resort and the park itself separate. So this is sort of your perimeter fence that um, mm-hmm. Tim, Lex and Alan would have climbed in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And here we've just got a big solid wall to keep everything up. <laughs> well, I mean, at, at one side, it's interesting that they would have walled off the resort in this way. On the other hand, it, I mean, they, it's probably best that a stegosaurus doesn't wander into main street in the middle of the night, you know? I, I can only imagine when this was all being fought out with insurance and everything, there'd have to be some sort of safety um, safety designs or something put in place, particularly because of what's happened in the past with these animals. Mm. So, okay, we're not going to have emergency bunkers, but we are going to have a massive wall to keep uh, the park out. But then you go and put one of the deadliest carnivores that ever walked the earth inside that... Uh, <laughs> that perimeter with the guests in the uh, Tyrannosaur and Tyrannosaur Kingdom. So, but I suppose they did have the Velociraptor holding pen right next to the visitor center as well. So <laughs> they, um, no one's, no one's learning from past mistakes. here. No, they're making all new ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's a shame. I'm, I'm guessing this is a CG wall section here that we see as the boys approach, but, it's sort of we're in the same sort of area as what we see in Fallen Kingdom when the uh, armored vehicle convoy comes up on the resort as well. So it would have been good to see some of this wall um, from those aerial shots and that. But sadly, this is the only the only time we see it in the franchise. Mm. The, the, the two men watch as the jeep approach and the boys are calling out to them. And we get the I'm going to describe him as the white guy and the black guy because it's a white guy and a black guy. I'm not trying to be racist. That's just what I'm seeing on screen. But the the white guy says, uh, well, that's a first. And 
makes me wonder what what the first is. Uh, we're going to get to the novel in a minute and what the novel thinks the first is, but is it the first time we've seen a Jurassic era jeep? Is it the first time we've seen one coming <laughs> out of the jungle? He's probably been told that everyone's inside the fence, so all of a sudden we got people in a jeep beeping the horn and coming towards the gate yelling and screaming. What do you reckon the first is? Um, All of it. <laughs> <laughs> but my problem with this is that they actually cut this that joke out in the TV cut, and I hate it so much because this is like my favorite joke in the whole movie. Oh, do they? That's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it cuts straight from them um, honking the horn and yelling open the gate to the pan-up shot of the Tronodons coming over the tree line. Oh, wow. Oh, I wonder I wonder what other little ones like that have been done as well. TV cuts, man, they, they, they screw off movies sometimes. <laughs> they do. I think the... Um, has your general ever been... Um, flying into war with you line was also cut. Oh, wow. Yeah. So someone in editing the room just isn't for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> cutting, cutting all the best lines out. And we sort of mentioned before, too, whether or not this is ACU, how many ACU troopers are left, whether this is just general park security, because we've got these guys here. We had them up on the uh, the helipad earlier when Masmari takes flight, um, just on guard with those uh, those electric, electric rifles. Um, electric rifles, but they, they've sort of got that um, that grimace. They're not really reacting to anything they're seeing apart from this jeep coming forward. Uh, in the jeep, the boys are yelling, "Open the gate, let us in!" It's sort of if if the Indominus was following, I'd understand. But are they really seeing the Tyrannosaurus as a threat at the moment? Even though they're just sort of flying overhead, we haven't seen any try to swoop down and attack or, or anything. And, and getting through the gate's not going to stop an aerial attack anyway. So <laughs> it seems to be. Um, help let us through when it's not really going to achieve much. Um, I think they just kind of went through regardless. You know? And it does raise another big question here if these animals are approaching. I know um, uh, how it should have ended the YouTube uh, series there just asks a question too. Why do these animals not have the um, the implants, the shocking implants that these two guys just push a button and they all fall out of sky dead? <laughs> Or at least, at least electrocute them and um, try to get them to steer away from the, the resort. Anyway, I can only I can only guess because they're enclosed in the um, in the dome in the aviary and they didn't think they'd ever get out because they wouldn't need the invisible barrier system like some of the other animals would. Or do you reckon they'd want to try and keep the, the animals separate in the in the aviary as well? Mm. Well, I think they never really imagined the aviary being breached. Uh, to this level, you know. Mm. But then the the part of the um part of the implant itself is being able to or have the ability to track, and I'm guessing monitor the vitals of the animals. Well, we know the Indominus had an implant, and she was by herself in a little little pen, so you could wonder why yeah, they'd but... need to track her or or have the invisible sense fence system or be able to shock her, if unless that's just another security pr- protocol that all the animals had them. In the event they got near the resort, you know, worst case scenario. Maybe I always kind of imagined that the Indominus was considered like ultimate level dangerous. That's why it had the implant ahead, you know. Mm. Anyway, that doesn't happen. The two guys, two guards, slowly raise their heads as the shouts of the, or well, you can start to hear the sounds of the approaching flock. 
and um, look up and see, look up from the jeep and see those animals approaching, and that's the uh, that's the last we see of Jeep Twenty Nine, mm-hmm. which is a shame that it hasn't come up uh, later in Camp Cretaceous because it's probably still parked there at that gate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which makes you wonder how they got from the gate to the resort if they kept on driving, or if they parked it there and got into a golf cart <laughs> or what. We don't really see what happens. They just uh, appear in Main Street in a couple of minutes' time with Zara. Um, yeah. Anything else on the wall before we cut back to Owen and Claire? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right. We cut to Owen and Claire running down a jungle path, and uh, we can hear vehicles in the crowd chattering as they emerge from the jungle, and they're immediately passed by park staff running in every direction uh, in panic, um, and that's when Claire's phone rings and she answers it without touching the screen. She just pulls it straight up to her, <laughs> straight up to her ear and starts talking into <laughs> it. And it's sort of, I wonder what this area is. Again, the novel's going to um, sort of explain that we're at the uh, Avery Employee Car Park, which would explain why they haven't just come through that wall as well. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it also makes sense to have a private parking area for the um, employees so that they didn't actually, I mean, so they didn't have to, like, ride the monorail and be at the mercy of the of the monorail like, if there was ever a need to have a large employee service at this specific area, you know? Mm. And we've, we've talked about the, the whole Disney magic of uh, the resort on top and the park workings underneath, or, mm-hmm. or out of out of view of the public anyway. It's, um, I, I just would have loved a, a sign, an aviary, that way, point arrow or mm-hmm. something here, just, just so we sort of get an idea of what location we're in, because... They just run out of the jungle here. They haven't come across that fence the boys went past. We know they were at the old visitor centre. If that area's been fenced off, surely they would have come across a fence to get out of that area. But here they are just in the middle of the jungle and um, vehicles, cars, employees, people just going everywhere, yelling and screaming. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, actually, I did remember one last thing about the wall, is that that shot of the pteranodons rising over the tree line being framed against mountains and the two guys is actually a frame that originated in the um in one of the uh concept art pictures from the lost world i'm just trying to think of all that oh, there's, there's a lot of concept art for the lost world but i'm mm-hmm. just trying to think oh that's interesting we'll um we'll post that, that up on the facebook group as well mm-hmm. that's when we cut from the uh from that area Back to the front of the Innovation Centre. We're back on Main Street. As, uh, we can see a mass of people just sitting, waiting, not having anything else to do. <laughs> um, we mentioned mentioned previously whether or not there was going to be um, attractions in the resort itself, operational. Uh, this would suggest no, and the novel's going to suggest no as well, even though we see in coming minutes people enjoying the, uh, the local restaurants and that as well, so... Not as much anger here as what I thought there'd be, and we're going to get to that next minute as well. Just people calmly sitting, more so just because they're they're calling. Um, probably some of them are fans, just not not actors. They're just sitting there, happy to be on screen <laughs> in in a Jurassic <laughs> film, and not um, not an irate local at a um, at a tourist park like I've experienced before, but. Um, <laughs> But uh, Zara's moving through the crowd on a phone to Claire. We spot the boys in surveillance, and we don't get the end of that sentence because it's the end of the minute, but we know they've uh, been spotted at Gate 5, and she's on her way to pick them up. It's interesting because the 
car park we see here almost kind of looks like it's just a random switchback road they found on Isla Nublar. I mean, on uh, uh, Oahu, you know, like a paved switchback road. Well, again, we don't see what's behind the camera. Again, no. we just hear we hear at the side of the whole nine or the um the golfing green maintenance building or something. <laughs> just this this section of tar, um, asphalt that's um out in the middle of the jungle on this road that they're able to park vehicles, and we're going to see what vehicles are there next minute. They've got pretty much the whole menagerie of vehicles that they had on loan for the film there, just to populate the car park. Mm-hmm. But uh, anything else on uh, on that before we get to the novel comparisons? And no, I think we're good. All right. Uh, as I said before, in the novel, the walls said to protect the resort from the rest of the island. When the uh, when the one the white guy says uh, that's the first, it's I don't know if it's monologue or it's described that he's uh, never actually seen one of the old jeeps moving. Which makes me wonder uh, how many others of the uh, jeeps he's seen around the abandoned in the park. If uh, that's the first refers to, I've never seen one of them going before. <laughs> so maybe there were some old abandoned jeeps at the at the east dock or something that they've had to move out of the way before, and this poor poor security guards being involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, Owen and Claire run out of the jungle um, into the the aviary employees' car parking lot. That's when she gets a call from Zara, and had me thinking. That's a long way for them to run. When before they were on top of that ridge, uh, seemingly the aviary was miles away um, from that vantage point they had, and here they are all of a sudden within five minutes they've rented a car park, <laughs> which you, you brought up in previous minutes. Just how small uh, this island feels at times when people are on foot running between between structures or between sets. Yeah. And this is another one of those instances, like you said, how do they get from the um, aviary, that vantage point miles, like a mile from the aviary to the parking lot? And then on ATVs, how do they make it so quickly from the aviary to the uh, Main Street area, you know? Yeah, and okay, there's going to be a little bit of time difference in the film, the way it's shot, and that's... But at the same point as the Tranodons and the Morphodons have brought Jurassic World down, or Jurassic 1 down, and have started flying overhead, uh, the boys have got through the gate and got... So they're slightly ahead of the Tranodons as they get overtaken, as they fly over and the gate and get to the um, main street. And mm-hmm. then Owen and Claire would have to be running, first get down that off that ridge and then run across through the jungle to get to the aviary within the five or six minutes it takes for the um, the Trenodons to reach Main Street and start causing havoc, only to be there right in the midst of the attack just just before Zara dies. So they, mm-hmm. they get there the same time as the boys, <laughs> pretty <Yeah>. much. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not going to be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that's minute 79. David, we're um, we're moving steadily towards the end of the film. We've only got about 30 minutes left, so mm-hmm. it's all um, it's all about to hit the fan again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get out of here today, and we'll be back next week with a couple more minutes. All right.